50th episode of the Cody Fitness Podcast. Hey! One clap. We made it. One clap. It only took us eight years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. With with the podcast we record every week, it took a long time to get to 50. Wow, you were loud, Ben. Yeah? Yeah, that's all right. We'll keep it. Turn me down. Yeah. Well, if loud is going to deter people, we've already jumped that hurdle. Many a times. Yeah. So, episode number 50. I'm pretty excited about this because... We've curated one of the best topics we've ever had. Curated. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was my word of the day at the gas station today. Well, you guys have really curated these Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> and we have coffee in the studio. Yeah, you're welcome. Chase and I are wearing hats. I mean, it's just a new day. <laughs> you know? I, I literally never not worn a hat on this podcast. <laughs> that's true. Every picture that's out there of you publicly, you you have a hat on. Yeah. People might mistake that you're balding, but you're really not. You have beautiful hair. It's just a hassle. Which is, I, I hate saying that in front of you. <laughs> your struggle. Oh. That was All not right. meant to be an insult. Uh, right. Having so much luxurious hair is such a burden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Upon my lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. You're the lucky one, Ben. You're the That's lucky right. one. You're the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was that topic you were talking about? Yeah, maybe we should get back to that before I just get up and walk out. <laughs> Bunch of jerks. So episode number 50, we actually did a little bit of thinking ahead, uh, which, you know, Hunter always does and we never do. Uh, but we've, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff that was a little bit unpredictable until just about 24 hours ago, right? Mm. So let's launch into this topic where we're um, talking about things. The five biggest things <laughs> well, we've learned from this. Yeah, yeah. Really prepared. <laughs> Fitness things, Yeah. So we're rolling back to look at the top five things that, as I understood it, we've learned. Yeah. Right. Since we uh, started recording a podcast, um, other yeah. than the obvious. Yeah. Just a review, I guess. And um, either what you learned since we started the podcast or what you learned through the podcast or pretty much anything. Could be something you learned this morning at the gas station, Ben. Yeah. Curated. Oh, it didn't have to be on the podcast? <laughs> it doesn't have to be, but I mean... Uh, okay. Something, something podcast related. That's a word I'm going to be looking for to hear around, uh, Coyote Fitness when this episode releases, how many people start saying curated. Mm. I think for, I think we should have like not only a word, uh, a word of the month that we break it down on, but the coaches should all have like a word of the week that they have to work, work into their coaching during the class. And not tell the class. And not tell the class. And it needs to be just vague enough where it catches people's attention. And you win a shirt if you guess what the word was that week. Yeah, Ooh. that'd be awesome. Yeah, shirt of your choice. Spitballing here. Yeah, like one of the, a type of word that would it would be like algorithm. Yeah, where it's not like crazy. Yeah, but or, it doesn't seem lucrative. Lucrative. Like, this workout man, is gonna be lucrative for your physical health. Yeah, like <laughs> this this five by five is every time you can just bank on it being lucrative. Yeah, this I'm all uh, I'm all in on this. <laughs> this is a great idea. <laughs> all right, so how do we want to do these top five things? I, I think it's usually the most interesting when I'm listening. If we roll around, around you know, yeah, yeah, we uh, start with one guy and then work our way around. Yeah, I wa- mine wasn't in any particular order, so mine's just gonna yeah, be yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have them ranked. So let's start with you. Okay. Um. Well, I'm, did you say the past year, or just since the podcast just since started? We started the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So luckily, I didn't know this or understand the importance of it before we started the podcast, but just how important um, what you eat 
actually is. Like it's it's always been understood that eating healthy, like everyone learns it in ele- elementary school. Yeah, the pyramid, the food pyramid, and yada. Even though bread's on there, and we understand now that that's bad. But full of sugar, right? Exactly. But just understanding how detrimental or enhancing it can be to whatever it is you're trying to do. Uh, in whatever way, like, you know, I'm different where like my metabolism is so fast that like my calorie intake needs to be near infinite <laughs> if I'm going to do anything, you know, <laughs> but then for Hunter or you guys, if you're trying to trim down, it's like, it's a whole algorithm. You got to eh, whole algorithm. You got to figure out, uh, to make it work just how you need it to. Yeah. Tons of metrics there. Yeah. yeah. So that's an easy first one, but it, I honestly didn't know how important it was. Before yeah. I was thinking back, this. we've done a lot of diet podcasts, but I think that's our, the, the question we get about more than anything and it's mm-hmm. not even close to the second most asked question. So, right. And I, you know, most people, they start working out cause they want to change their body and to change your body. The most important thing is, um, what you eat. So feel, and for most people, that's the big piece that they're missing. So yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, this, thank you. It's the base of the pyramid. Jay. Did that make it into your top five? Probably not. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's did, yeah. what, like you personally, or, or did you make it in the top five? <laughs> did I make it into your top five? What, what Number was five that? has been, I learned what, a lot of, what ben. was that phone company that used to have like the top five friends you can put in there? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the friends list. Yeah. yeah. The friends list. Yeah. You get free calls to them or something. Or was that my space? The my circle. Yeah. My yeah. circle. Yeah. Did, did anything cause more crap when MySpace was around than not having somebody in your top friends list? Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm no, young. I didn't really have a MySpace. <laughs> says, I don't know. I'm young. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was that's awesome. right. It's like when Snapchat first came out and you could see other people's top friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then they, they did away with that because they were. They, Remember they were when you could see the people. speed at which you were driving <laughs> with Snapchat? Oh, yeah, yeah. What a dumb <laughs> idea. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's my, that was my number four. So diet number or five. Four or number five. No, no, five. Snapchat. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So did diet make it into your, your list, Hunter? Uh, no, diet okay. didn't make it into my list. Uh, I'm trying to decide where I'm going to start here. Um, Let's do that while people are listening. Yeah. Take your yeah. time. Take my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say a couple of things that I put on my list are things that we've changed, kind of our philosophy. Um as a gym and as an organization, just with how we do our programming. Um, first one I would say is we started emphasizing intensity over volume. And we've talked about this before. Um, and not trying to just pound people into the ground every day, do a whole lot of strength, try, try to fit as much as we can into class and focus, go back to the basics, focus everything around CrossFit and build off of that. Um, and trying to hit as many workouts with intensity as we can. Um, it's, it's something that we've kind of changed this year and we've seen huge drastic benefits for. And um, I think that CrossFit, as it grew, it got away from the intensity and went more towards volume as people wanted to try to get stronger you know and they had there's so many things you want to work on in crossfit that you want to try to get better at them all at once and that's something that i've done in the past is just try to do everything and then you're not hitting anything with intensity and you're not really making progress or you're taking this squat program you find online and you're putting it on top of your regular class program and maybe your squat goes up a little bit but all your everything else goes down and then you quit squatting and everything else goes back up but then your squat go back goes back down so it's like this um, you know, teeter totter thing. And then you're also 
when you're doing so much volume, you have a lot more likelihood of getting injured. And so backing off the volume, uh, when we do lift, we hit it with intensity, not as much volume, not as many sets, um, saving that for the workout and then just really trying to hit workouts hard. And we've, I think Chris would agree. We've seen, uh, a drastic increase in <clears throat> fitness level across the board at the gym this year. I mean, I talk about all the time, how blown away I am by the times, uh, that I see on sugar wild on some of these workouts. Um, and just the number of people putting up really, really fast times across all three tracks, really, since we changed our tracks, um, I was having this conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago and they were saying, since we changed to the three track system, like everybody goes fast because like if, if, if the weight is, you know, the competition weight is heavy, then they're doing the fitness weight and they're able to go fast. And so it's like, there's nowhere to hide in a workout. You used to be able to like come in and just kind of, you know, move at your own pace and finish. But now it's like, you have to go hard no matter because everybody's going hard, if that makes sense, or else you're going to be left behind. So, um, just focusing on intensity. And, um, the funny thing is when we, uh, quit doing so much strength volume, people actually started getting stronger faster because they're, <laughs> they're recovering and we talk about that all the time you recover more i think the the false mindset is to get better i have to do more i have to do more i have to do more when really to get better you have to do um higher quality and recover more um if that makes sense so uh, i think that just that change in philosophy is something probably that we've our philosophy has changed since we started the podcast yeah my uh, my number five is uh the um the influence that uh, the influence that mindset has over uh, over your training and just your uh, just your day to day life in general because you know uh, one of the biggest things uh, since we and I was going to kind of refer to the track system too since we've uh, you know since we've started the podcast that was where we kind of announced the track system and all of that but uh, <clears throat> seeing um, seeing people come in come into the gym with just a uh, uh, a greater uh, a greater sense of a greater sense of purpose we're not writing one workout on the board just one just one way of doing it and then um and then and then kind of adjusting people you know uh, uh, one at a time uh, from there they 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 see a workout that is obtainable and uh, they see uh, they see a workout that is in line with their goal and what they want to do so it gives them a greater sense of purpose for the workout so not only are they attacking it with more intensity but they're coming in with a with a better mindset. They're not feeling uh, they're not feeling down about themselves because they had to quote scale something, and um, that leads them to you know leaving the gym feeling better, makes them want to come back the next day. And I think a big reason that uh, um, that people have been getting stronger and fitter is uh, even though we have dropped the uh, the overall volume, is because they're they're coming more consistently. Because they're feeling better and they're enjoying their time more in the gym, so they uh, so they come in. Uh, oh, you look over the course of a year, and I would you know be willing to be willing to guarantee you that the people that have made the most progress are the ones that have actually added more workouts to their year than they did the year before. Yeah, yeah. The that was a big conversation inside of the studio: the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And one thing that's been interesting for me to look over the past probably eighteen months inside of Cody Fitness is. You can't uh, look at a class and say there's a type of person that does CrossFit. In every class, there's so many different types of people. You know, you mm -hmm. have the you have the folks you can tell have kind of lived most of their adult life running, and then you have the people who are trying to get healthy, and then you have the people who are at, are preparing for a competition. And uh, I noticed just this past week we had a um, 
a workout that had thrusters in it and there were a couple of different weights of thrusters and actually I had trouble finding any more than three bars that had the same weight on it and uh, that used to be a big like oh my gosh this person stands out they're not doing 135 or whatever and now now everybody has a spot to be comfortable in and everybody was also laying on the floor after the workout was done you mm -hmm. know they had gotten to that yeah. place that they needed to get to with the weight that they knew they should do. And not not only that, I, this day you're referring to, it was thrusters and calories on the rower, on the rower or the assault bike. It was the busiest day that, <laughs> yeah. that we had all week. Usually the rowers or the assault bike is like kryptonite. You know, if you, you want to have a you slow might, day you might at as the well, gym. Scott, you might as well have uh, programmed a, a 5K run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was packed. I remember you guys uh, posting on social media. I mean... You were running out of equipment in some classes because so many people were there. Uh, but it is it's, fantastic. It's, it's developing that ability, and and most people have kind of that crockpot mentality with fitness. It's developing that ability to um, fight and to know what that fight feels like. And if I can develop that ability on a sixty-five pound thruster and start to build some belief in myself, then eventually I'm going to push a little harder, a little harder. It's so much easier to go uh, up and to the right than it is down and to the left, mm -hmm. and, and people are getting that figured out. So, And we should mention this. It, it's brought so much fun into what's going on because you have everybody at, at all these levels, they start kind of this banter back and forth with each other and you know, little pockets of people form inside of each, each class, and it could be different based on the movement. This is what CrossFit provides for us. You may be the top dog one day because of the movement, and then the next day – uh, you're not necessarily top dogs, so there, there are no top dogs inside of our our ecosystem anymore, which is pretty awesome. You know what does stand out, and I think this is what's caused the trend to go in the right direction. The people who are committed stand out. The people who are there a lot stand out. It doesn't really matter That's right. it, how good they are at gymnastics or how heavy they can clean and jerk. It's that they're there a lot more than the other folks. So that's the thing that people have started measuring themselves against. You know, uh, I love the fact that one of our athletes of the month um, just recently had tracked how many times he had been in a CrossFit class in a year. Yeah, that was amazing. He's <laughs> like, been every single weekday, every single weekday for a year. He he was at CrossFit either at, <clears throat> at our gym or on the road. That's incredible. Yeah, he's working on year two right now. It's still going. Yep. Man, unbelievable. All right, so it's time for me, right? So Finally. I'm going to go back to. <laughs> oh, I thought that was. You. I thought that yeah. was. Yeah. No. Talk to him. No, no. Uh, well, sorry. Um, not sorry. I thought crockpot mentality was your number five. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. This will be. This will be quick. I was just leaving some space there. Um, this will be quick. So mine was kind of with Chase, but it's something that stuck with me that you can't out train a bad diet, mm. uh, which we've talked about a lot. But here's how that's actually worked out for me. I feel like I'm at CrossFit all day. And what I mean by that is I have opportunity to eat or not eat all day. I have an opportunity to eat the wrong thing or the right thing all day. And I found myself, especially with my job, I'm having more meals with people. And I'm not scanning the menu for what I think will taste good in the moment. I'm thinking, what do I actually need for when I get to the gym later today? So um, I don't want to waste all that effort that, that goes into the last two hours of my day uh, or hour and a half of my day by having something terrible at lunch or at breakfast. So not being able to out-train a bad diet, definitely different than what we've been taught, most of us growing up. Mm -hmm. Sweet. My turn. Finally. Yeah, go for it. Thanks. That's more on you. Uh, 
All right, so my number two, or my second one, is uh, exactly how big CrossFit is. Like, I under, I knew what it was before, like, being involved with you guys, mainly because of Steven Soller. But uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't, re- I didn't realize There's how no big. There's no time. We have to leave yeah, that. I, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize how big, like, the actual sport was. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's just now really catching up on, like, the media side of things. But as far as, like... The locality of it, I think, is a word. Like, they're everywhere. People are interested in like what the sport of CrossFit is becoming. It's no, you know, it's not as forward as like football and stuff like that. It doesn't create these crazy fandoms, but people actually genuinely care about this up and coming sport, which is mind blowing if you're not actually in the community. But the more you get involved, involved, uh, it's interesting to see exactly how much people care about uh, where it's going. It's just, it was, it was honestly very surprising to me, mm. but cool. Yeah, that is cool. You have to give credit where credit's due, man. Original, the guys that were thinking up CrossFit, then Reebok jumps in, the Rogue jumps in, and we're off to the races, man. Yep. I was I was actually watching uh, last night uh, that you, you kind of you remember that documentary with um or it was like a little hour thing that CrossFit.com did where they followed Graham Holmberg and Rich Froning for a day, where like they were just doing. A whole bunch of Metcons when they were getting all ready day for long. The games, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Man, it's it's incredible they went to how far, place, yeah. how far it's come. Like uh, Graham was working out, and like this, like it was it was Rogue Fitness's gym at the time. Like yeah. you've seen Rogue Fitness's gym now, yeah. And it was like this little just warehouse uh, with a bunch of really ratty equipment and stuff like that. And yeah, I I was watching. I don't remember know if you remember the Rogue versus Gim Faster showdown. Oh yeah. I went back and rewatched uh, a couple of those uh, videos the other day, and I think that that was from when I first started CrossFit. I think it was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's R- just, Rich was with Again Faster at one yeah, point, wasn't he? It's yeah. crazy. Like they they were the two big equipment suppliers for CrossFit, and they had all the athletes. And it's just mind boggling to see how far it's come since 2010. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's so much fitter. There's so much more money involved. Uh, Rogue is a thousand times bigger now probably than yeah. it was then and just the video quality and just everything it's just it's just the the growth has just been astronomical it's crazy my turn it yeah. is your turn uh so my next one is along the same lines as what chris was talking about a minute ago um and it's with the the class uh programming uh and rx and scaled um not only is it you know, we got away from it, but I would say that it's just not ideal at all for if you're programming workouts. Um, it's it's just not a good way to do it because what it does is it it encourages people to push themselves farther than they should be doing in workouts. So they go too heavy. They're not getting a good stimulus from the workout because the weight's too heavy. They're not um, they're not keeping good technique. Um, they're reaching just too far, and if you're consistently using too heavy weight in, in a workout, you're never getting the in, in, intended stimulus for it. And you're just not going to make a whole lot of progress because it's going to, you're going to do so much better by hitting workout with intensity, being able to go hard, push yourself, uh, every single day, um, push the weights in the strength portion of class, but in the workout, you need to be going lighter and going faster. And RX is, encourages you to do the opposite. Um, so one reason is you're not going to get as fit if you're always pushing yourself to, to do heavier weights than you should. Number two, you're setting yourself up for injury because you're going to have a hard time, uh, keeping good technique. And if you're doing that over and over and over again, 
Um, you're you're going to pick up bad form, bad technique, use the wrong muscles, uh, set yourself up to get injured. Uh, since we've gotten away from it, we talk about this all the time, but just the number of nicks and bruises has gone way down. And then number three, it's the mindset piece that Chris discussed a minute ago is your people leave, leave the gym feeling discouraged because they didn't RX the workout. Um, uh, yeah, but I scaled. We used to hear that all the time. Yeah, but I scaled. Well, now everybody is able to get um, their own prescription for the workout at so everybody can go at their own pace um, and they're going to get make progress a lot faster. And so I, I, I just think that it's just <clears> – <throat> a bad way it's a program honestly but or a bad way to write workouts as rx are scaled i think uh finding a way to um make it so that it's accessible to everybody and everybody is able to do do a variation of the workout where they can push themselves and also um not feel bad about themselves so uh for for my next one um I learned uh, I learned that a lot of work goes into uh, producing these uh, these episodes. What? So, uh, what? Take, a, what? take a minute to say say wow. thank you, Chase, for uh, for all that you do, and um, and I, I feel like Chase. Uh, He's gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> outside of uh, outside of producing podcasts, you would be you would do really well either like. Working, uh, working sonar on a submarine somewhere, l- trying to <laughs> <laughs> find these, uh, find these little pings on the, uh, yeah, on the sonar. They would take my headset away, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a lengthy process, right? It is, yeah. especially with all the profanity that Chris uses. You have I, to go it is a really half my job is just taking all that out. Yeah, yeah. 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 So bleeping it out and editing. You yeah. can't yeah. even hear it. You, you don't even know what happened. Yeah. 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 Amazing. <laughs> I've just got a, like a, a huge stockpile of secondary words that Chris has said before. So, yeah, when he says an F word, it's like God fudge. <laughs> uh, all right, so mine, uh, my next one is the reverse of the first. Uh, I've also learned that you can't out diet bad training. Um, it's been interesting for me to figure out that you kind of catch twenty two. Yeah, you get, you can go the other way, and then you're like, well, I'm not going into. And people say this all the time. I'm not going into the gym as much, but man, I'm eating really clean. You're like, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you have to have both. And, uh, what happens to me in those times is I usually get, it's not just that I'm not going to the gym. I'm living a very sedentary lifestyle for two weeks or three weeks. And so as the gym starts to taper off, even if I'm paying attention to my diet, then my strength is going to start to reduce. But the, the largest thing I've noticed is my mobility is going to decrease because uh, I'm hunched over a computer or sitting at a desk, and uh, we've we've talked about that that balance a lot, but that's the phrase that that really crystallizes it for me, is that I, I have to pay attention to what my intake. I also have to pay attention to how much uh, I'm involved with output, and they both have to be in balance. So uh, I'm I'm a person of extremes in this respect, but I, you can't do that. You have to be able to hold that middle line, which is the most difficult thing to do long term, I think, for the average athlete. So what I'm hearing is if you're going to quit one, you might as well quit the other. Might as well. Yeah. It's just. I like that. Yeah. No, no sense faking it. Keeps it from being a catch-22. Yeah. If you haven't been to Coyote in six weeks, I don't really want to see your fitness pal updates. You know? like That's so just fair. Just leave it alone. Yep. Yep. You you forfeited that Instagram post yes. a, while ago, a while ago. Hit my macros. How about you hit the gym, pal? Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number three, or my third one, was uh, the impact of culture code. 
uh, I, I put this one on here not just because of uh, how it's impacted Cody, but it's impacted other parts of my life as well, uh, mainly because my job is also uh, heavily partaking in it. Mm. But I think, I don't know, coincidentally, both places that I'm involved with on like a media level both started instituting Culture Code at like the exact same time. And you saw the impacts like immediately. Yeah. Uh, and it's been crazy. Like I, I, you know, the way the way Hunter and Chris and Caleb and whoever else interact with each other, the way you know, breaking it down at the end like that. Like I, I think I don't think, it. You know, other things in Cody's history have have impacted it in bigger ways. But I don't. I still don't think Cody would be the place it is now if it hadn't been for this culture shift that uh, Hunter and uh, his fellow coaches tried to institute at one time. It's uh, It's been really cool to see. And then same going for uh, our place of uh, employment. Yeah, yeah, so. I agree, man. This is a totally different feel at the gym. This, the programming thing with the three tracks has been a part of that. But there's also, you know what solidified the three tracks for me is um, one day I saw Hunter choose, um, which, which one did you choose? It wasn't competition. I can't remember w- which one it was, but you chose. Well, you have one, two more options. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to falsely say which one. I can't remember which one it was, but I, I saw Hunter come in, and I knew we had just talked the day prior about how you were going to have a pretty busy day and blah, 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 blah. And you see one of the guys that um, you know is in charge of the whole thing make a decision for his overall health to not push too hard on that particular day, I was like, man, that says a lot, you know, and there's examples of that all over what you're talking about, but there's definitely, definitely been a culture shift that I think you guys would say has been extremely intentional. Yeah. Or maybe not. Or, or. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely been intentional. Uh, You want me to go on and go to my next one? Whatever you want. It's your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll stay along with the reading uh, trend. And I'll say more people read than I realized. And um, I've been pleasantly surprised when we talk about a book on here and other people will want to come and talk about it and how they read it and give other book recommendations. And since we've been doing the book recommends and talking about books on the podcast, it's been really cool to uh, have discussions with people about books they've read or get recommendations for books. And, um, uh, since I've been posting books on that I've been reading on Instagram, I get a lot of uh, cool recommendations and discussions on that. So um, that's just been fun to uh, you know talk with other people about books they're reading and and um, and find about other new books, good books to read because that's always the best way to find a book, in my opinion, is to um, find somebody you admire or look up to or respect and see what books that they they really enjoy because that, it's usually a good book to read. So uh, just finding out how many people like to read and enjoy reading and, and finding more books out there has been, been a really cool part of the, the podcast. There are more nerds in CrossFit than you anticipated. There are. That's what you're trying to say? There are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the nerd's fitness journey. That's what I like to hear. Uh, so so my next one um, was uh, this kind of piggybacks off of what uh, what Chase said with the, uh, with the culture and all of that. Um, how much uh, the, the power of small changes – consistently over time you know not nothing uh, not instead of making two or three big changes you know let's make a lot you know making a lot of really small changes and making sure that we are staying consistent and we are putting forth a consistent message all the time whether it's from breaking it down every every single class or uh, making sure that um 
making sure the kill cliff ridge is, is fully stocked, making sure that the, uh, that the every put that every part of the gym is clean. And we're staying on a consistent cleaning schedule and things like that. Those are, uh, those are just, uh, just things that, um, that, uh, that I've, that I've learned, um, you know, from Hunter and from other, from other clients that, uh, that people, that people notice. And one thing that, uh, that Hunter says to, uh, to us as a staff all the time, if, uh, if one person says it, 10 people are thinking it and it makes right. you, uh, it, it, ma- it makes you really, really try to stay on top of everything when you go at it with that mindset. Yeah. If I did, if I didn't know that you guys had instituted, you know, culture code and any other things that you've, you know, put in place, I don't think I, it just would have just felt like, you know, something's different. I don't know quite know what it's just, it's it, like you said, these small changes is built. It brings on gradual change, which I, I think is honestly the best way to do it. I think that's well said. Yeah, the smaller cues. I mean, so many uh, organizations and businesses are in a holding pattern waiting on that big cue. You know, like, oh, we're going to redo the entire whatever. And these small cues make a big difference. You know, um, I'll I'll give you one that I noticed instantly when I walked in. The RX bars, the boxes are open correctly, and they're all in a straight line. Mm. You know, I'm like, that's important. I, I just have this feeling like, cool everything's in order here you know so yeah those small cues i've picked up uh that a lot in what i'm doing and it's easier to do that in your environment whatever your business is or whatever job you're working in if the place that you're going after work or before work has that as well so you don't necessarily put that on a benefit of of doing crossfit but the culture actually transfers into other things that you're doing well i think that's what gives cody its longevity it's not just crossfit yeah, yeah that's, that's and they are, but like they they put more into it than just making sure that people can swing a kettlebell. Yeah, it's a and, big point. And I've I've talked to I've <laughs> talked to coaches at at competitions and people that uh, people that own boxes and things like that, and they want and um you know they want to know like uh, uh what we do uh, what we do or they they want to know like you know what what's the difference they can make as far as like their programming and stuff. And usually the first thing that like that I want to know is how often are you cleaning your gym? Mm-hmm. Are you updating your your equipment consistently? You, uh, that's you, like the trainer version of how's your diet yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right. when you're talking to a trainer exactly. you say how often do you clean your gym like, dang it <laughs> conversation over yeah that's a big point yeah the floor floor machine most important piece of I've equipment told, I th- I've told everybody that has asked about it it is one, probably one of the best investments we have ever made <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome alright so here, my next one is uh, a new pair of shoes really does matter mm. So that was the joke for a while. Like somebody would walk in with a new new pair of Metcons, like, "Oh, you're gonna work out faster." But, but um, I think there are things because let's let's be clear, anything that you're involved with regularly over a long period of time, you just get tired with. You know, even if it, even if there's variations, you know, you start to kind of pick up. A human is just gonna pick up on the patterns, and then grow bored with the patterns, and so. It's not really about the shoes, but there's just different things that you can do to introduce some variation in your own personal habits that can cause you to reinvest. You know, uh, this year alone, I've done two particular things that have helped. The way that I arrange my, um, this is gonna, maybe I shouldn't say this, but the way that I arrange my my trunk has changed this year, and it's helped me be more consistent at the gym, um, keeping pairs of shoes in there. I had a time where I walked in and I had to borrow a pair of shoes from Hunter. And it was really embarrassing because Hunter said, you wouldn't believe how many times I have to loan my shoes out every day. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I can solve this. I'm just going to keep an extra pair of shoes in my trunk. And then the way I packed my gym bag, I noticed that I've got, you know, I've got this really expensive 
uh, backpack that CrossFitters have, and it's just a mess on the inside. And I realized, man, I'm rifling through trying to find what I need to work out. It's taking me 10 minutes just to change clothes and get ready for the workout. I need to bring a little bit of organization to this. And uh, it's just giving me one of those metrics that doesn't have to do with the barbell that lets me know how am I approaching my fitness. Mm -hmm. So uh, a new pair of shoes actually can can jumpstart middle of the year when you get that, eh, go buy yourself some Metcons. Yeah. Boom. Chad Ochocinco taught us one thing is look good, play good. That's correct. That's how it works, man. There it well, is. A to B. Well, Deion Sanders said it first. <laughs> yeah, but I like look Chad Ochocinco better. <laughs> If He's less I'll actually go with you on that. He, he said, "If you look good, you play good. If you if you play good, they pay good." <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather give Chad the, the credit. There you go. That dude shops at Claire's for his <laughs> earrings. He's he's listening. You can give him the nod. Yep. Thanks, Thanks Chad. Chad. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> All right, Chase, you're up. Yeah, number four or whatever. Uh, four or, or, two, or whatever. Depending, depending on how you're counting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have three different tracks for how we count our list. <laughs> yep. We got Spanish, French. And, uh, all right. My uh, fourth one is uh, it doesn't make sense to write off CrossFit until you actually try it. I hear Ooh. so many oh, dead gum people talk about getting injured in CrossFit and the woes of it. And I'm just like, you. that's everywhere. It all falls back to... How you're doing things technically, like you're gonna get hurt if you're doing your snatch wrong. Like you're gonna you're gonna hurt your lower back if if you have poor technique. A to B doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're at if you're at Coyote or you're if you're at the club or if you're at Planet Fitness, whatever. It's gonna happen. Like every every physical activity you can do has the potential to hurt you. It's just the way it is. We're humans. Seen plenty of gym fail videos that are not in CrossFit gyms. Exactly. Mm -hmm. well, it just. Most people that I talk to that they have back problems, they don't even work out. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I got this back thing. And, like, well, you don't, you hadn't worked out in 20 years, you know? And if you go and ask most Certainly the majority of people at the gym, out. like, it's not that their back doesn't hurt. Their back actually feels better than before they worked out. Right. And so that just stretching is a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I just wanted the, the least CrossFit person here, I wanted to give it a nod saying like there you go chase it doesn't hurt proud of you thanks man okay uh my number four is so you guys remember those uh shirts that they came out with a couple years ago that said dave castro is a prick yeah well i'm gonna say dave castro isn't prick isn't the prick greg glassman is the prick Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. i think you would agree with that too but... i feel like we've said that on the podcast oh before. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have somebody should make a new shirt that says greg glassman is a prick mm. <laughs> But uh, I mean, he just—he's just showing it like he doesn't care about anybody else. He's fired just about everybody at HQ. Um, he's kind of taking the reins of the 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 company as a whole. Who knows where it's going to be in five years? I don't know. He's downsizing big time, um, and he's just proven that he doesn't care what anybody else thinks or really about anybody else. And so that especially that, the affiliate owner. Well, he he claims that he uh, he cares about the affiliate owner, but if you listen to some of his latest podcasts, he's just he's just gotten to to the point where he's like, "I'm right and you're wrong, and if you don't agree, then get off the bus." Is is kind of what he's saying. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, that's kind of the other side of that um, uh, revolutionary coin, right? I mean, a guy that's willing to go into an industry and say, "You know what? Everybody's been wrong always," you know. 
Yeah, that that. Kind yeah, of he's st- kind of been doing that from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just now he's just turned on his own. You yeah. Know? So um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. There's been a lot of like since we started this podcast. There's been a lot of changes inside the CrossFit ecosystem. Yeah, there has. You know, and and thankfully we've been wrong about what a, a few of them were going to do. Uh, but there's there's still kind of the shaky feeling uh, about whatever's coming out of HQ. And yeah, I get that. I've seen I've seen uh, some things that he said really ruffle some feathers, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, and he's he's definitely uh, I think almost trying to do that at this point. Um, but like I said, I think if you would ask him, he would he would love that nickname prick. You know that 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 he was like, yeah, of course I am. That's what I'm trying to be. <laughs> and so I think he's just become you know he was kind of behind the scenes for so long, um, and now he's just kind of come back to the forefront with a vengeance. Well, for uh, who are you going to call a prick? (laughs) Chase. (laughs) Um, For my number four or number two, uh, I've got um, you never uh, you never know how far your uh, your influence goes. I've uh, been really surprised since we've started doing the podcast. Like uh, I've had uh, I've met people. We had a guy move to Mississippi from Tennessee who um, he told us uh, that he had been listening to the podcast for months before he, before he moved down and he joined uh, and he joined our gym. I talked to, uh, to a girl from, uh, from Alabama who uh, she dropped into the gym. She never misses, uh, never misses an episode. You know, had ne- we had never had any previous relationship with them or anything like that. They just picked up on it. And uh, so people, uh, so people are listening for sure. And it's been, it's been really, uh, been really humbling to, uh, to see, uh, to see how far our reach has gone. So it isn't just Hunter's mom. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Listening four hundred times, blowing my mind right now. How many downloads can I get of this in one day? <laughs> yeah, I just sometimes on a, on another podcast uh, that we have, I just make sure that whatever device I have is rolling that that episode repeatedly. You know, yeah, just to, I put it I put it on loop uh, when I go to sleep. It really it puts the ticks up there. Like the numbers, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, my next one is, and this is going to seem very redundant, but the truly the only competition really is yourself. Um, I've, I've had to say to myself this uh, since having to discuss this so much about mindset um, that whoever's next to me or whoever's better than me or worse than me or not, I mean, absolutely none of that matters. Uh, and if you if I do make it matter, then it only slows me down, which seems very counterintuitive. But picking a rabbit in the gym and deciding you're going to be better than that guy in a year and all that stuff is just a complete waste of time. And if you're spending energy focusing on those things, um, you know, even down to those small bets that you place in the gym on a, on a kill cliff or a lunch the next day or something like that, if you're spending that much time thinking about, or at least let me say, if I'm spending that much time thinking about it, I'm not thinking about the right thing. So, um, I'm trying to start to set more metrics since listening to to the stuff we talk about here that relate to me and not to other people. Very well said, Ben. Thank you. I agree 100. percent That's that's what I do. I say things well. Said well. Thank you. Oh. All right. Self plug. <laughs> My last one. Right. Make you yeah, better. Make you good. Right? Oh. This is the best one that's going to be said so far. <laughs> and I don't have anything to unpack it. It's just a statement. And you guys can talk about it if you want. I'm just going to drop it and see where it lands in the room. Meredith Owen is a freaking beast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Gonna, yeah. 
not gonna be able to go anywhere for a week. After Rip, this. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Although I can't argue with you. <laughs> I saw I saw a video of her doing some strict muscle ups, like no kipping muscle ups. It was like I was two like, weeks ago. I'm done. Yep, that's. <laughs> That, Meredith Swindle, make sure you get that in there. Meredith, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna take. Sorry, Lee. It's gonna take like two weeks of me putting her down just to undo the damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at least. That's all right. She's not my coworker. <laughs> uh, my number one is. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Before you do that, I do have to say that about a month ago, we were we were doing strength work before one of the wads, and and I don't know how this happens, but Meredith is always in close proximity when I'm trying to lift weights. It's just ridiculous. She walks by my bar and she says one word, cute. And she keeps walking. I was like, oh, man. Are you, uh, are you even kidding me? How do, you, how do you say that to a grown man? And then I felt even worse because I started looking. At, I looked at her bar and I was like, well, she's right. I can't. What am I going to do here? No, you should, should have said thanks. I've been working out. <laughs> I just felt so deflated. I had I had nothing to say. Like, so look, look at the guy that was lifting with me. Like, hey, can you spot me? You know, it was, it was terrible. I would have gone home. <laughs> my so my last one is uh, kind of piggy piggybacking off of what I said on the last one about uh, Greg Glassman CrossFit all up in there. It is uh, CrossFit isn't going anywhere. Um, at least the methodology isn't. Who knows what's going to happen with the company. But the methodology is just so effective, so proven to be um, the best way to train out there uh, to get you fit, healthy, you know, whatever shape of your life, whatever you want to do. It's not going anywhere. Um, the, whatever variation it takes in the future, um, you know, it's completely revolutionized the fitness industry. And you can argue with me all day about that, but just look at what gyms look like now compared to what ten they look like ten years ago. There weren't even micro gyms ten years ago. Now there's a million different types of them, and they're all different variations of CrossFit, high intensity um, type workouts, constantly varied. Um, you know what? Whether you're doing this different variations on the same machines over and over again, or you're doing different variations of body weight exercise, or you're doing CrossFit without the barbell, it's all um, variations of the same thing. And so, um, the methodology isn't going anywhere because it works and, uh, it's going to continue. I mean, it's going to continue to work and, um, and that's, that's just the bottom line. So I don't, it's not going anywhere, whether the company, um, is around and continues to grow or continues to get smaller or whatever happens with that, whether the affiliates get smaller, uh, I don't know what'll happen with all that, but the methodology isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you started doing CrossFit within the last three years, you probably don't even know who Greg Glassman is, if we're just being honest. And so, whatever we we know we know what works, and um, and we know how we know how to implement it. And so, what what Greg Glassman says really has has no bearing on um, on what goes on inside the four walls of our gyms. So, boom. But uh, suck it. And- <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so my last one, um, is, uh, I've, I've learned, uh, you know, everything uh, that we kind of, that we discuss in here, we, uh, we discuss at our gyms, uh, our coaches, we discuss at our, in our staff meetings and stuff like that, but being able to come in here and, um, you know, say it again and have conversations about it, it really helps, uh, reinforce, uh, reinforce the mission for me and reinforce what, uh, you know, in my head, what we're, uh, what we're trying to, what we're trying to do as an organization. There you go. Mm. All right. So my last one is uh, the most important part of the process is people. Um, 
for me, it's it's possible, and I think for a lot of us to to walk into the gym focused on the wrong thing, whether it be the movement or your strategy for the workout. Um, you know, and the, the beautiful thing about CrossFit is you really don't have to think about the programming side of it. But the other side is you start to break down the programming and try to figure out how you can get the best time on the workout or it's just possible to get trapped in your own mind. Um, and, and apart from the philosophy and all that, I agree with you, Hunter, that it's it's here to stay. And once you try this sort of working out, you're not going to be able to go back mm-hmm. most of most of us. But uh, the thing that's made the biggest impact in my life is the people that I'm there with and the relationships that I'm building. We talk about community a lot, but uh, it, it just it's impossible to convey in a, in a podcast format how important the people are to the process. Uh, if you gave me the program that you guys were doing and I had enough money to get the equipment at my home, of course, I mean, I, I would be a more fit person physically, uh, but having people around you, the, the metrics of the ways that I've grown as an individual with the approach that I take to my marriage, my kids, my job, I mean, everything is completely changed. And that's because of the people around me. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we're unified around the way that we're exercising, uh, but we're helping each other grow just in, in life strategy. And so um, if you if you walk into a CrossFit gym and you're too focused on the process, the fitness process, then you're going to miss one of the largest benefits of being part of a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of sidebars off of what you just said. Number one, um, you talked about you, you could do the workout at home. You know, if you're a member of our gym, you're not paying paying for our programming. We give that away for free. You can get that on our inter, uh, on on our website. That's not what you're paying for. You're paying for the accountability. You're paying for the coaching. You're paying for the community. Um, all that stuff is the magic sauce. That's what's going to make you better. Um, you can go and do the workouts on your own, and you're not ever going to get um, the benefit or the pro- make the progress um, that you you would coming into the gym every single day. And number two, uh, you talk about uh, people being able not going to be able to stop doing CrossFit once they start. Um, and this is a conversation I have with a lot of people after they've been doing it for a couple of years, they say, maybe I'm burnt out or I'm tired of hurting or whatever the case may be. And I would say, it's not the, what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. Ch- check your ego at the door and quit trying to do too heavy weight. Mm. Qu- quit pushing yourself outside of what you can do. Go drop the weights down and do what your body can handle. If you're hurting all the time, if you're burnt out, that's because you're focused on what other people are doing and you're trying to keep up with everybody else and you're reaching too far constantly. Focus on you, like you said earlier. Drop drop, drop your weight down. Focus on what you can do each and every day and you're you're going to start making progress and everything. You're, you'll quit being burnt out. I was to a point where I was burnt out and in CrossFit a couple years ago and I realized it was because I was putting so much pressure on myself every day when I came into the gym in the workout and I have to hit a certain score. I have to do this on this workout and I would get so nervous before workouts. And now it's like I I got rid of all those expectations and all of a sudden it's fun again. And I don't, if I have a bad workout, who cares? It's just a workout. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's about health and fitness. Remember what you started for. It's about being healthy, being fit for the rest of your life. If you take that aspect and quit worrying about what everybody else is doing or I wasn't able to do the performance weight today or that I can't do this movement. Who cares? That's not what you're here for. You know, no. if, if you're focused on those metrics, of course you're going to get burnout because you're never going to be happy with your performance every single day. But 
figure out, realize what you started for and focus on that. And then you can do it for the rest of your life. But if you, if you're not focusing on the right things then you will get burned out. So absolutely. Think about the way that you participate in relationships with people participate generally three categories. You're either going to fight the person, learn from the person or influence the person. Well, what CrossFit and especially Coyote Fitness has allowed us to do is take out that number one that tends to take all the focus because people are trying to get ahead. We're not there to fight each other. We're there to learn from each other and influence each other. And, that, and that's what we're doing. So if you introduce this unhealthy level of competition with each other, then you're, you're missing, again, you're missing one of the huge benefits. So, All right, nice. Well, <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Smart stuff we said there. Speaking to myself there, that actually went better than I expected it to, like on my end. Like I knew you guys would have like good things. Chase is like, man, I killed that. You yeah. did well. Thank goodness. You did well. <laughs> Didn't screw up 50. PR. Uh, but if you guys have, uh, you know, five things or 10, whatever, if you got things you learned over the course of this podcast or even outside of it that you're just excited to share with us do that you know we we can receive dms on uh instagram twitter facebook you know slide in our dms let slide us know some stuff. In DMs. or uh, or tell us in person whatever we want to do i'll um, tell you what i appreciate most is seeing it run across my feed like man that's cool my people, dms have yeah. never been slid in so if you want to slide into mine <laughs> getting oddly sexual we should move on <laughs> all right <laughs> speaking of sexual uh i don't know <laughs> Nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Hunter, uh, put the ask out there for you guys to put the ask out there. You know, some questions that you guys wanted us to field on uh, our 50th episode. And boy, howdy, did we get some doozies. <laughs> we got a wide variety of questions. Did we, yeah. Boy, howdy, did we have some doozies. <laughs> yeah, that's a good phrase, I think. I think that may be your episode title. Well, mm. let's just jump right in. Why not? Uh, wow. All right, so we'll start with this first one, which was actually a good question, a serious question. So uh, this oh, was man. off of Facebook. we got to ease into it. Okay, all right. Ease into it. Uh, what tips do you have for improving a bad squat that's caused by the way someone's legs are, how their body works? Like if their knees naturally bow inward and other things that people are just born with in a stable squat seems impossible to attain. Any tips for how to gradually get more comfortable in a squat if your body seems to be working against you? Yeah, uh, so... Yeah, I saw that question too, and I think um, like the big thing that she's talking about is that some people, uh, some people's knees, they either they either crash in or they bow or they bow out really bad. If they if they bow out really bad, they can actually can give you a little bit of a an, an advantage on your uh, on your squat. Just ask uh, Dmitry Klokov. But um, oh, if, I'm going to see him later today. Yeah. <laughs> Who the heck is you going to Russia later? He's yeah. A, yeah. He's a, he's a Russian whaler who was one of the strongest though. He was one of the strongest guys in the world at one point. He had these ridiculously bowed uh, bowed legs, like his knees hated each other. <laughs> so yeah. we should send him a message on Twitter and say like, so "What's up with your legs, dog?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, uh, for uh, people like, and then you have people that are the opposite that are uh, that are knock kneed, and it's usually is caused by um, weak uh, weak adductor muscles, muscles on the side of the hips that pull the knees out, and um, Strengthening, uh, strengthening those up. There's various exercises that you can do for those, but uh, strengthening those up can help a lot. Um, strengthening the arches of your feet. Uh, there's, there's some people who have like a serious, uh, serious like problems with, um, uh, with that where that can require surgery. Like they have to have their bones like reset and different stuff like things like that. But, just how uh, bad do you want it? Those are just severe. <laughs> those are severe problems. But mainly, corrective exercises can go a long way. Yeah, I, I think. If, if, if you're having that big of an issue, you need to find somebody who 
really knows how to teach it and work with them and and progressions slowly squat slower you know don't even worry about coming close to below parallel keep doing shallow squats until you perfect that and get lower and lower and uh really just finding somebody who can uh who can help you watch your videos or work with you in person um would be the big thing and then like chris said finding out which corrective exercise you need to do and, and work on those I think just based on y'all's instruction, I'm no expert at this, but I do. The, I used to be the guy that would skip back squat day, and two pieces of instruction have, have really helped me uh, be willing to address the mobility issue, whatever it is that presents. You know, if the heels are coming up off the ground or those sort of things, like it isn't always just a strength issue. Like I don't like this lift because I'm not strong enough. The other is to initiate the lift by sending the hips back. For some people, that just seems really counterintuitive, and I was one of those people like. I don't know. I have to trust my core more if I do that. I just see that as a really common mistake that, that a lot of us make uh, that don't work that lift very much. Uh, so, But you're right. Having somebody stand there and watch you is the only way that you're really going to identify any of this, which takes some humility. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, another one we got um, that kind of stays uh, stays with the fitness, uh, which is more uh, more important, body weight exercises or weightlifting? My answer to this would really be, I mean, first – it, it depends. It's kind of the cop-out answer for everything in fitness. But generally, or more more times than not, I'm going to lean towards um, can you do it, whatever the movement is, can you do it with just your body weight before uh, before you start adding weight to it? Do you have, if you have, if it's a squat, do you have the, the motor control and the strength to be able to do a below parallel squat and stand all the way up before we start throwing a lot of weight on your back? Yeah, I agree. And then I think if you look at it, what's more important, gymnastics or weightlifting, I would say neither. They're both important. I think they yeah. both have a, a big place, and it depends on you um, and depends on your goals. Um, so if you're a person that needs to add a whole lot of muscle, uh, then you know, weightlifting uh, is important. But you can also add a whole lot of uh, muscle doing gymnastics movements. Um, same thing if you're trying to uh, – lose a whole lot of body fat, you know, you can do that by doing a whole lot of body weight exercises, or gymnastics, but you can also do that by doing a whole lot of weightlifting. Um, you know, it, it all, I think they both are very important and I think a great program has both involved. So I wouldn't say one's more important than the other. You just disappointed a lot of people looking to just jettison gymnastics from their, <laughs> their routine. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> All right, so so far, two, uh, we've answered two questions with a non-answer. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I think now we're getting into the more important questions. <laughs> so excited. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. This was on my personal Instagram. Why do we park in driveways and drive on parkways? It's a great question. Mm. I don't know. Somehow. <laughs> Uh, I think it's Madison odds are, the city is what it is. Yeah, I think odds are with most things like this, one of those two things was named poorly first. And so that name was already taken when the proper name thing came about. And so they were like, well, shoot. I guess we should just use what we should have used I in think, the first I think place. It was, I think it was the parkway first. You think so? I, yeah. I just I feel like there would have been a parkway before there was a driveway. Yeah, most people were parking on the streets back in the day. When right. They, it, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, the, the parkway. That's kind of like your, your feet smelling and your nose running. It's There's a whole bunch of yeah. those things <laughs> out there. Yeah, if you really if you uh -oh. put that in the Google machine. 
You wanna... that, why was that not in our top five? <laughs> <laughs> I use it all the time, and it never has the impact I'm hoping for. I always appreciate I'm it. I'm committed. I'm and just you, committed. I appreciate you, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> so this one was on our uh, was on our Instagram. Uh, what would win in a fight, a full-size adult grizzly bear or a full-size adult silverback gorilla? And I got to say, that I'm, one's pretty easy. I'm going with the silverback gorilla oh, yeah. 99 Undoubt. times Hands out down. of 100. Undoubtedly. Hands down. Those so, things are, like, scary strong. Well, and they so can, much more agile. They can grab that bear I was say, they incredibly have the easily. Oppo- the opposable thumbs. And I would venture that the gorilla's probably stronger. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're both equally angry animals. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say that the grizzly bear is, far, is probably bigger mass-wise. And right. I think it'd be, it'd be one of those things, like, if the grizzly bear got one opening... Then I think it, it could, could probably rough, take yeah. it down, but that I don't think it would. I think the gorilla could kill it with one punch. I really yeah. do. Too. That's what I was thinking. Like one swift blow to the head, mm-hmm. I think that grizzly bear would have some issues. And uh, I was, I just got back from New York, and I was walking by the Empire State Building. I was like, I can't believe King Kong climbed all the way up there. <laughs> yeah. That's a long <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah long he's way. got that gymnastic background. He's good. <laughs> you guys have seen the Revenant, though. I mean. Yeah, but that was Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? You're not, <laughs> not exactly the fittest individual in the world. Also, yeah. that wasn't real. King Kong actually happened. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, good yeah. point. Sorry. <laughs> Lost my head there for a moment. All right. Uh, uh, I think we nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who do you pick for your two-man team, Froning or Frazier, both in their prime? Um, yeah, Fra- uh, Frazier was better than Froning yeah. in, his, uh, in his prime. Frazier is, was... And always will be better than Froning. Yes. All right, but wait a minute. Stepping on some toes. Let's maybe. introduce some controversy here. If you shoot him in the kneecap, surely <laughs> he's not as good. Well, it's team. It's a team thing. So we've seen Froning over the years be able to transform now that, yeah, that, that, athletes into pretty that is incredible teams. You know? Two man team. So uh, I guess I guess yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go with uh, go with Froning now that you frame it up that way. You... Is who's going to pull the best out of the next guy? That's that's the question. But then the next question is, does it really even matter because Frazier's a beast? It's kind of like, do you want to serve under Darth Vader or Palpatine? Like, Darth Vader was clearly more powerful, but Palpatine is the one that trained Darth Vader. Obviously. You know what I'm saying? I'm super impressed by how you just totally jumped the rails on that on that one. But, but I still know what you mean. It makes sense. I know what you mean. But if I it's Palpatine was a kind of chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> Similar. Yeah. There's go. a big lawsuit about it right now. That was so dumb. That always reminds me of uh, Christmas Story. Drink more Ovaltine. A crappy commercial? <laughs> Never fails. That's why, that's the main reason we don't have sponsors on the podcast. We keep blowing our cover yeah. away. <laughs> that's the origin story. Uh, All right, next question. Did we answer that? Was it Froning? Well, I still say Frazier. Palpatine, but, yeah. my bad. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Frazier, too, because even if it's... Even if Frazier isn't doing a great job pulling out the best of me as an athlete, he carry if he you, goes literally. second, we're going to win. Yeah. No matter how far behind I get us, yeah. he's going to win. Yeah. And then, <laughs> this, uh, this next one doesn't have a lot of context to it. It's just a Mr. Incredible or B.A. Max. Is it B.A. Max? Is that how you say it? Baymax. Baymax. Bay Max. Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't see the the hero, the hero whatever. Big Hero, Big hero 6. Yeah, Big yeah. Hero 6. I didn't see that, so I'm going to have to... Uh, lean on you guys for this one. It's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's Disney. Yeah, so modern I, Disney. I guess like which one? Which one do you like better? Who would win in a fight? I think based on watching The Incredibles, Mister Incredible took out a robot 
that was destined to kill him, like built specifically to kill him, and yet he beat it. Mm. I think that says like how do you top to, that? Right, yeah. Especially if he's up against a a fluffy loving robot. Exactly. You know, so I don't know. You just always have this: uh, can technology defeat the human? It's a big question. Well, well, but technology doesn't have will. There's no there's no sixth gear. It's just. A to B. You're, it's either dormant or it's doing what it's supposed to do. Mr. Incredible can get inspired, you know? Like, if when his life's on the line, his, he gets his back popped, and suddenly he's a whole different person, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to go with Mr. Incredible. I think. There will be Hunter people out there that disagree. but I, I I can't weigh in on this at all. I didn't even know who Baymax was. I had to go. Oh, I didn't either. I'm totally BS. <laughs> I know. And I'm, I didn't I'm actually see seen The Incredible, so... I, I, you never saw The Incredibles? Mm-mm. What? It's incredible. This really two great movies. Anyway, sorry. All right, I'll go next because this question cracked me up. If Hunter had a child and it had to grow up to either be Chris or Caleb, which one would he choose and why? I think it's incredibly obvious. <laughs> Ignore <laughs> obvious impossibilities due I, to age and yeah, ways. Even if you aren't Chris, you know what the answer is easily. Uh, I'm going to clarify the question for me. You have to choose who they turn out to be? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, all right. If I had a child or... Yeah, if I yeah, I guess I can but y'all can choose too, I would say. <laughs> if I had a child that I was going to grow up to be either Chris or Caleb, I would uh take them out and sacrifice them to the others <laughs> like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> put them in a put us in a sack and chunk us over a bridge. <laughs> I would choose dropping Jeez, both of them off at the part. firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Should we all choose who our uh, yeah, fake yeah. child well, is? Yeah. I, okay. I just have further questions. Like, are we doing this based on a, a child version of what we know as these people as adults? You know, no, it's, it grows up to be. I grows think what up it was, to be right? like the the end state, the destination. Like currently, what we know is Chris and Caleb. And undoubtedly, I'm choosing Chris. <laughs> I think that that's no shocker to anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, is this like diarrhea, Caleb, or I have my gut straight, Caleb? Like, <laughs> which version, Caleb, are we talking about oh, here? Oh man! <laughs> also, we've known Caleb since before he was married. Chris has always been married in our book, mm. so it's two. It's two totally different people. Yeah, three yeah. really. I think that's the beauty of the question. Wow. Two totally different people. So how do you make a choice, right? I don't know. Choose wisely. All right. Well, Chase decided. <laughs> yeah, instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to invite Caleb back on the podcast to defend, to defend himself. himself. Now here's, yeah. now, here's well, which he will since, he'll be able to do. He's currently well, making notes right since now. Since Chris Caleb, couldn't answer that question. Caleb was a kicker, Ben. <laughs> that is true. Since Chris couldn't answer that question, I have an alternate for him. You, same question, but your two options are Stephen and Tim. Stephen and Tim. Oh. oh. What was the thing about the tree and the, <laughs> and, and the old so, god's sacrifice? <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. So, all right, so uh, so this one, um, I, I re- I, this might be my favorite question today. Would you rather fight 10 Oompa Loompa-sized Matt Frazier's or two Dave Castro's? 10 or two? Ten, ten, oompa loompa size, Matt. First, so, I mean, we're gonna go with like waist height guy. Yeah, oh, is that I, how tall oompa loompas were? Waist height. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's waist not, it's height not, and, and knee height are like or mid thigh height are a big difference. I think exactly. they were waist. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think we go. I think we go waist height with the Matt Frazers, and y- you're going with ten small 
very strong, very you know, very enduring little uh, little dudes, or two people who definitely know how to kill you to from their Navy SEAL background. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, I, they're both very motivated. Yeah, human beings. Man, I don't know. I mean, so you've got volume. This I think is, it's an incredible question. The height thing is a little deceptive, right? Because you think, oh, well, they're small. I, I can handle that. They're small, you know. But then you had the follow-up question about how do they attack you? Yeah, or, or is it, do you have to take them on one at a time? The height are thing is big to me because time. if they're short enough, I would just start punting them yeah. as they <laughs> ran at me. But if they were up waist height, I don't think I could do that. And then Dave Castro could probably kill you with popstool sticks. So. Here's, yeah. okay, here's, <laughs> Two of them. Yeah. Here's where I'm at. I think because there's so many, like 10 is a large number. Yeah, it is. When fighting something, anything. I don't, ants. 10's a lot. <laughs> all they have, two of them, all they have to do is get a hold of your legs and you're done because you're falling over and then they're going to pounce on top of you. If there's two Dave Castros, I can at least kick one of them in the nuts and then see what happens with the other one before you know yeah. I, I recover from I'm going to make a play, though. I think if you're fighting two Castros, one's going to fight you and the other's going to sit down and laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think you just you just need one Castro. I'm picking the two Castros just because I've seen Dave Castro's 400-pound deadlift video the last 15 <laughs> seconds attempt. If you hadn't seen that, go look it up on YouTube. It is pretty impressive. And then that open workout he did where he just completely fell yeah, apart. Yeah. You know, it was like the guy looks like trash. Yeah. But he's back into – he's in a venue, though, where he knows a lot, and information is power, right? So if he's fighting you, it, he gets that one one piece of training comes into play, and you're done, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I But I think I do like my chances. Um, I think it would be a violent death with the, <laughs> the Oompa Loompa yeah, Frasers. And I'm already short, so it's not that much of a height difference. Yeah, I would rather probably lose quickly with Castro than in, yeah. a, in a long drawn like, out fight. I, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't see a winning situation either one of them, so uh, at least at least Dave. It, Dave would at least know how to kill you, so it's like maybe it'll happen quicker. Yeah. You're, uh, like with the Oompa Loompas, you're just going to get stomped on, and it's just going to be bad. <laughs> and, and he's a Navy SEAL, so he's a get-the-job-done kind of guy. So you know yeah. if, if there's no like evil it. motivation here, he's just he just knows he has to kill me. At least my night's getting broken and it's done. Yeah, it's not, there won't be a torture situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah That's I agree it, with that, you that was a good point there. Yeah. All right, I'm going to run through a few because we still got a lot more. I'm going to run through a few rapid-fire ones. How many Van Pelts are there? <laughs> Nobody lot. knows. More than Frazier <laughs> Oompa Loompas. They keep, There's they a keep, lot. All we know is they keep on showing up. <laughs> <laughs> and then a follow-up to that was how many Owens are there. Same same thing. There's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fall to that. How many how many Rutledges are there? <laughs> <laughs> um so next one why does caleb foxworth always make the rowers have to be uh perfectly lined up uh for your benefit for your benefit yeah, yeah that's right um who's hunter owen's favorite sibling uh no 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 comment no comment on that <laughs> sacrifice yeah <laughs> Double um does Doug Owens traps have their own zip code? That's my dad. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. why he moved to the country, so he got room for his traps. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it depends on if he has a shirt on or off. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what makes Coyote CrossFit a good place for competitors? Ben Derrick. Next. Ben <laughs> I would say uh, I would say the uh, the the environment. Um, everybody has a growth mindset. Everybody pushing themselves. Everybody comes in to get better every day. Um, just a lot of people push themselves and like-minded individuals. Um, let's see. Uh, 
where does coyote originate from? I don't think we've ever talked about this before. Uh, so when you make yes. a CrossFit name, uh, there can only be one CrossFit with that name in the world, and you have to send them a list of names. And so I had to send them like a list of 10 names. And so I was doing some research, looking into some um, uh, like Greek words, Latin words. And then uh, my mom actually was doing research, and she came up with a list of the top 10 most athletic animals in the world. And the coyote is the only one on that list that's native to Mississippi. And so that's why uh, we chose that. Also, it had really cool alliteration. And uh, that was the one they they picked for us. So uh, coyote, CrossFit came from uh, my mom. So thanks, mom. Shout out to you. It looks great on a t-shirt, too. It really does. It does. It's easy to remember. All Stacks well on a yeah. nub, you it, know? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Where does alliteration not look good, though? Let's be honest. That's fine. Mm. You know? Uh, last one. These were all from our... Uh, from our Instagram or Facebook, all from our Facebook. If you had one superpower, what would it be and why? We've done this on a uh, outside the box before. Yep. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is definitely time travel. Yeah. I would love to go back and if time that's travel. even possible. If you had a super or any superpower is possible. Mm. What what if eventually I th- I think, that's I, not I think even the, a superpower? I think the I think the ramifications of time travel is not a thing I want to mess with. I, yeah. I, yep. Too much my, responsibility. No. Mine would mine would be like Solomon like wisdom. Because mm. you can go like what if you already that's have that's not vain enough. Yeah. yeah. It's not what? Not vain, vain enough? enough? Yeah. No, I would use it completely for my benefit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. That's what I like to hear. What you yours been? Uh superpower? I I can't remember what I said. I I think it was invisible. Really? To be invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is always and will always be teleportation. The mm. convenience factor. Or even if you wanted to be a criminal. Handy dandy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Handy dandy. There's the filter for a superpower. Is it handy dandy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm going with. Is that the with. last question? Put it on a flow chart. Uh, no, Chris has some more. Oh. Okay, so... Uh, These are actually uh, live in the box on the whiteboard questions. Yeah, they yes. were written on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Who is better looking, Lee Swindle or Trey Pittman? <laughs> <laughs> Who asked that? Definitely Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these apparently came from Steven. Sommer. Is that Meredith asking, or is <laughs> I'd say if you go with uh, just if you go just up. on a on a gear based scale, you're gonna have to go with Trey because I've seen Lee wearing Tim shorts too many times in the past year. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. saw Lee Swindle single handedly rescue a fire deep in the woods with just his boots. Mm, so that's that, true. That really got me going. Yeah. So the the manly thing comes into play there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. A lot of different factors. Yeah. <laughs> so where where did we land? Somebody's gonna want to know. Lee. Okay. Ooh. All right. Got it. Extended right. family. <laughs> which uh, which was the best coyote uh, beach brawl team of all time? Whichever well, one didn't have Steven on it. Well, well if, if you want to get if you want to go by the one that uh, the one that finished the highest, it was uh, it was me, Hunter, Ty, and Steven. We got uh, we got second that year. Uh, Impressive. Yeah. Over overall talent though. We've had a few teams that got on the podium in the mix two yeah. to two. Um, I don't know. I mean, who, who's to say? Yeah, I'm not picking one. <laughs> <laughs> who's to say? It's bad for business. Yeah. A lot of these questions, by the way, uh, are only if you only know what we're talking about if you're at Coyote CrossFit. So yeah. if you're somewhere the, else, sorry. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. These uh, these last two, there's definitely a story behind it, and if you if you know the person, it definitely makes it a lot funnier. <laughs> what what uh. What did Randy ever do with his free goat? Mm. <laughs> so, Randy. Ra- so Randy is a guy who was um, he lives uh, 
he lives in Waynesboro now. He was fr- he's originally from Waynesboro, and uh, he was uh, he was with us for a long time. And Randy is just an um, j- just an incredible human being. <laughs> um, if he were a TV show, he'd be my favorite TV show. <laughs> but uh, he uh, we used to always we were always playing pranks on him and stuff all the time. And uh, what uh, what uh, somebody put on Craigslist that uh that he was giving away a free goat <laughs> and they put randy's number on yeah. it and his phone <laughs> blew up for like three weeks <laughs> so if you ever want to play a prank on somebody free goat on craigslist and put their number on there they'll, they'll... randy's the guy yeah. i met randy stuff a long a long time before i met randy because it was always hanging in random places yeah. in the ceiling. <laughs> you know He's right. the perfect guy for a practical joke. Yeah, and th- this last one has to do with Randy too. Tell us about the best all-time Coyote Classic ad. <laughs> if you did the Coyote Classic this uh, this past year, and you look at uh, you got a T-shirt, look at the back of your T-shirt. On the very bottom, right in the middle, is uh, just look on the back. You'll you'll see. Yeah, it. it's, <laughs> uh, Randy's real name is Oscar, and a, a guy in our gym because he loves Randy so much. Uh, Bought an ad for the uh, for the T-shirt and put uh, Oscar Jones, Doctor of Love, and put Randy's real phone number on there. <laughs> and, and, Randy, got, and Randy's a dentist, so I don't know if, he, don't know if he's gotten any uh, any calls on that yet. But. Amazing, amazing. Where do we go from here? Episode fifty. I kind of hate for it to end. That was fun. It was a yeah. good one. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for the questions, and thank you, everyone, who has been listening from episode one. Mm. All two of you. <laughs> <laughs> So here yeah. we are, episode fifty coming to a close. Yep. Here's to another uh, fifty. Episodes. Above all else, before Thank you. Oh, before before we sign off, Kenny, definitely after. <laughs>